Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. So I'm starting a new series, uh, Everything He Is, and in the lead up to Christmas, we're going to start doing some Christmas carols. In a, in a, you know, what are you, is, it, is it December next week? Well, then we should start doing Christmas carols in church. What do you think? Like, we should just, I mean, we only get one day to sing, and we might as well have three or four weekends where we can sing Christmas carols, right? You, you like that, Vandana? Is that the coffee or the, yeah, no, no, thanks. I've had two already. Everything He is. So in the lead up to Christmas, uh, we want to begin to talk about who God is, uh, who Jesus is, who Jesus was when He walked this earth with us and uh, uh, want to begin to go through and explain to each, each of you, if you don't already know, and, and kind of create an atmosphere of, of worship of our King um, and everything that, that Jesus did, everything that He was and everything He did. Today, I, I just want to talk about leadership. I, I want to talk about how Jesus... And we've got so many more things to go through, but today I want to talk about leadership and how Jesus is a true leader. And <clears throat> I hope to do it justice. And there's so much I could do in the Bible to go through to show you how Jesus was an amazing leader. And, but not just a leader, but he was a king. Um, when, when Jesus came or walked the earth, he confused people because he talked in a way that kings talk. He talked in a way that was the kind of way that when you know ultimately you have all the power, not, not, in, a, not in, a tri- kind of, um, in, a, in a kind of domineering way, but he, he came and did things and said things that only someone with a lot of power would do and say. He said things like, He's going to rise again from the dead. I mean, who says that? Do you, do, you, do you know anyone that is not a magician? You know, I'm not talking about like tricks and, and smoke and mirrors type of stuff where, you know, Houdini type stuff where they slow down their heart and then... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, do you know of anyone that actually comes and says to you, listen, I'm going to die and then I'm going to rise again? I know there's that, there's that show on, on, on at the moment... I can't remember what the name of it is. It's about some doctors who experiment with death. Have you seen that? It's this new series. Don't mean to wear... I'm not going to give you the name because I don't want to advertise for these TV programs. But it's all about how these doctors were were discovering how close they could go to death and then come back again. Uh, Yeah, flatliners. Or something like that. It's called... Yeah, flatliners. We have this fascination with, with, with that kind of thing. It's like, wow, we don't really think about it, but death is really the ultimate power. So this guy called Jesus comes along and starts talking about he, how he's going to rise again. But he doesn't just say it and then disappear. He says it and then he comes back from the dead. You know, he, he, he goes around, and as he's walking around, he prays for people 
And all of a sudden, whatever ailment they had, they were healed. That, that's a person with a lot of power. Even in the spiritual realm, as he was walking, even when he didn't do anything, if there was a person, it says in the Bible, if there was a person who, who maybe was filled with some sort of evil force, like a demonic force, that demonic force would recognize that that was Jesus. In fact, one of the first people who recognized that Jesus was the king was a person who was full of a demon. <laughs> and the demon in him said, you're the Christ. He was a king. But I'm not just talking about an earthly king. Because this person, Jesus, had power that far outweighs any earthly king that we've ever seen. I mean, they were so threatened by this king, the rulers, the authorities, that they actually crucified him. That's why they crucified him, because he was talking like a king. And they're thinking, heresy! How dare you? You shouldn't! We're going to put you on a cross if you talk like that. And they did. They hung him. He died. But they couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> he came back again. Because he was the king. And we, as human beings, got to understand something about, about us humans and the way we are wired. I believe that it's, it's, it's wired into the way we're created. Is that we have spent the entirety of our existence walking this earth looking for a true leader. I mean, look at your own life. We look for leadership. We look for people that can lead us, that can take us from where we are to, to, where, to where we need to go. And there's all sorts of ways that this comes into our lives, whether it be the fathers and mothers of our, of our lives, or it could be bosses, or it could be people who signify fatherhood or signify motherhood in our lives, or it could be just people that we aspire to be, that we look to them for leadership. But we in ourselves, the way we are wired, as much as we would like to think that we are self-made people, the truth is there was somebody that we looked to there was someone that we took notes from. Now this comes with a problem. This comes with a problem because before, for every person that we look to for leadership, at some point we realize they're not everything that we hoped that they would be. Who knows that feeling? Who's been let down by parents? You don't have to put up your hand. I see that hand. Be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Just kidding. Who, who's, who's been let down by people that you have looked up to? I mean, think about this in terms of government. You know, India stood up and said, we're going to have what we want. We're going to choose a new government. And we pray for our new government. Amen. We pray for, for, for the leadership of this country. But I know, I'm not making any comments, but I know that there has been in the media this kind of side where they're just 
talking about their own disappointment. Why is it that suddenly people are disappointed? What was it that they were looking for that hasn't been given? I'll tell you what it is. It's just that it's a human. We've looked to these, all of these ideals of what we want and, and we should continue to build India and build this country and, and I pray for, for our government and our leadership and I pray that, that God would guide them. But so much of us get so disappointed and, and in a country where there's so much needed, where we see every day as we walk the streets of this country where there is so much need, there is so much to be done, that disappointment can set in. I'll tell you something. What any nation is looking for, any nation is looking for, is a true king. A true king that can lead it. Let me read this to you. It just puts it in a better way. It's from a book that I've been reading called The Original Jesus by a guy called Daniel Darling. It's a nice last name, isn't it, Darling? Hello, Darling. Every generation longs for leaders it can trust. And ours is no different. Our expectations for leadership are why we hold our pastors, <clears throat> politicians, and business leaders up to such high and impossible standards. When they fail us, we delight in tearing them down. In what New York Times column, columnist David Brooks calls a Colosseum culture. This is why we vilify and mock them on social media, blogs, and late night television, and in lunchroom chatter. Nobody, not even the best and brightest, makes the cut. Every single leader disappoints. This hunger for a savior is also why we tend to deify leaders from history airbrushing their flaws with rose-colored recall. But according to the Christian story, there is one, just one, who promised to come back from the dead and actually did. What you've got to understand about Jesus is what he said he delivered on. He didn't come and give empty claims to, to garner power. He didn't come and, and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that for everybody and then gathered a crowd and, 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 you know, he didn't do that. What he came and what he said, he did ultimately to, to, to death where he said, I'm going to come, I'm going to rise again and he did. You know what this means? You've got to understand something. You know what this means? This means you can trust him. This means you can trust him. Why? Because he's going to do what he says. He proved it. He proved it with his own blood. That, that whatever he says he's going to do, he does. That whatever else is left in this Bible for God to do, he's going to do. He's proven himself through the generations. This means for you something. That there is a story that God is writing that is still unwritten in your world. That you need leadership to walk into. You need God's leadership to walk into. Who knows that it's difficult when you read the Bible or you read any moral code and you see the difference between you and what's written in here. Who knows what I'm talking about? We can talk about the Ten Commandments, okay? Who knows that when Jesus came, he came and said, 
He talked about the Ten Commandments and he, he goes a step further with the Ten Commandments. He says stuff like this. He says, if you have hate in your heart, then you've murdered because that's the first step towards it. Now, when we read that, we go, oh my gosh, I've got hate in my heart and we get worried. We go, oh, I don't know, what, what do I do with that? Now, if you just read this as a, as a moral code or as something, as a list of things that you have to do in order to be a good person, you're going to miss it. Because it's not what this is. This is a book about a king who came to lead us. This is a book about a king who gave everything so that we could be redeemed back into his kingdom. What we need is a king. What we need is a true leader. And that is everything that Jesus is. That is everything that God is. And that is everything he wants to be to you. But the narrative... If that's my mom, just tell her I'm busy. I'm just kidding. That's my standard line if the phone ever rings. I go, I miss my mom. Anyway. The narrative throughout the Bible... Oh, I forgot my train of thought. Gosh. It's all good. I'll get it back. Let's, let's go over to uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 3. As I said, it's been a long day. After his suffering, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a, a period of 40 days and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. So this is in regards to he proved that he was able to come back from the dead. And then it goes on into other books. And this is what I was going to say about the narrative is that, that Jesus proves himself as a leader that can actually lead us. That it can actually take us from here to there. That whatever it is you're suffering with, whatever it is that you are trying to overcome, whatever addiction that it is that, that, is, that is just hounding you, whatever it is that, 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 you're, that you're failing in right now that you know is not right with God. And we all have stuff that we carry. It wouldn't be, you know, how, how many times have you been in, in, a, in a situation where someone has just been telling you what's wrong with you and, and, and they're just at you about it and you know it's wrong. You know it's wrong. It's like that Blink-182 song that says, you know, you're already the voice inside my head. He says head, funny. The voice inside my head. You know that song? It's like, I, I like that song because I, I it's like, you, some of you are like, who's Blink-182 and how's the pastor? Anyway. You know, I, I had someone actually join our church because uh, I, I quoted Kanye West. They said, that's my pastor. This is the church I'm going to come. <laughs> Isn't that cool? But Jesus, he doesn't come and do that. He doesn't come and judge us. 
we, the, the father has judged and judgment has been done and it was put upon, upon his son. The sin was put upon his son. It's all been passed and when, when, when the father sees you, he sees you through what Jesus has done. And that's the leadership that Jesus is taking you with, in, and to. He's taking you in as a, as a leader that has paid the price for you already. And you're actually complete in Him. And He's saying, come and follow. But we're, we're really scared about this. See, in the, in the Bible, what you see is, even when Jesus... Was, was talking and teaching and doing what he was doing. They, they, they were okay with what he was saying. Up until the point where he would start talking like a king. Where he would start talking like a leader. Then they got a little scared. Because they just couldn't understand that Jesus was a king. He was just talking as a king. It's the same for us. It's the same in society. You know, I found that society doesn't mind Jesus as a guru. You know, guru Jesus. Jesus is my guru. You know, society doesn't mind Jesus as a, as a homeboy. There was a t-shirt that came out in Australia that said, Jesus is my homeboy. Did that come out here as well? It had Jesus on the front, like well, a picture of what people think is Jesus on the front. Did you have that t-shirt? Good, man. You have it. That's good. Yeah, we're okay with that. We, we, you know, the society doesn't mind Jesus as, as the kind of this mascot of, of what it is to be a Christian, you know. Oh, that's the Christian God, Jesus. I see that picture, you know, oh, that he's the mascot, you know, like uh, look at his blue eyes or his brown eyes in India or whatever. He's got blue eyes in Australia, brown eyes in India. I don't know how that, you know, he looks more Indian in India than he does in Australia, that's for sure. How does that work out? You should go to Africa. You should see where I'm over there. It's, it's, you know, we, we don't, we don't, we, society, we don't mind him as, as being some of this kind of, this, this particular path or channel to God, you know. Or we, we don't mind him being in the, the God-like figure club. You know the club of God-like figures? Oh, he's just like one of them. We don't, we don't mind him being a martyr for love. Oh, he was all about love, you know. Jesus is all about love. It's all about love. I love Jesus. No. When I think of him, I think of love. We don't mind him being our buddy. Society doesn't mind him being our buddy. Society doesn't mind him being our friend. The problem comes when he starts talking like a king. <laughs> then it's like, no, hold on. I, no, no, I've got my, you know, you've got... When he starts talking like a king in the Bible, when he starts saying stuff like this, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now that's king talk. It's like, huh? Uh, okay, hold on a sec. I can't tell my friends that scripture. That's going to scare them away. Because I know what their views are. But what we have to understand about Jesus is he was a king and he is a king. And, and we, have to, we have to cross that kind of that divide and, and, and begin to question as to either he was crazy or he was true. Now, if he was crazy, how does a crazy guy rise again? 
his resurrection. How does a crazy guy rise again? So Jesus says in John chapter 10, and I'm going to read from the message. We're going to put it on the screen. John chapter 10. They had had enough of all this king talk. They had had enough of all this stuff where Jesus was talking about things and they'd gotten to a point where they're like, hold on a second. We think this Jesus thinks he's the Messiah. We think this Jesus thinks he's the king. So the Jews, circling, circling him, said, how long are you going to keep us guessing? If you're the Messiah, tell us straight up. Jesus answered, I told you, but you don't believe. Everything I have done has been authorized by my Father. Actions that speak louder than words. You don't believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice. Now I know them and they follow me. I give them real and eternal life. But just think about that for a moment. I give them real and eternal life. This was before Jesus rose again. This was before he, he, he came into resurrection. Now if he was just saying this and when he died and just didn't come back, this would have just been another nice little story from the history, some sort of mythology, some sort of thing that's out there that, that we can just read and, and, and not really take much from it. And there may be some nice things. Maybe we could make a movie from it. Maybe we could talk about this inspirational figure called Jesus. He was a little crazy because he talked about life and death and he just died, but he rose again. And then he says, I want to lead you. And he says things like, I give them, my sheep, I give them real and eternal life. The fact is, is Jesus is still alive. I know a lot of you already know this, but he's already, he's still alive. And he's saying, I want to lead you into eternal life. And then he goes on, he says, they are protected from the, the destroyer for good. No one, no one can steal them out of my hand. I love the story of, I mean, it's, uh, we talk about mythology. This is who knows what's true and what's not true. But the story of King Arthur. You know, he has to pull the sword out of the stone. And whoever can pull that sword out of the stone is the true king. It was almost like that with Christ. The sword and the stone was death. And he, he went and walked up to that stone and pulled that sword straight out and lived on. And he said, come and follow me. Anyone who follows me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look after them. Not, not as my kind of my small little people down there who I'm not connected with, but he talks about himself as a shepherd. Now this is where it gets really interesting. Because he's not just a king who's like this kind of mean, disconnected, king who rules this kingdom where everyone's in kind of poverty and you know everyone's disconnected and it's just him eating grapes and having those big palm fans next to him and all of that sort of stuff it's not like that but he's a shepherd king a shepherd king a shepherd is an interesting character i mean shepherds back then they would just have a crook 
They would live under a tree and they would go wherever there's food for their, for their sheep. And they'd take those sheep and they would graze and graze and graze and they'd look after them and, and if it, they'd keep them together so that they were a small group so that, if, you know, so that no wolf could come and take off. You know, he would protect them. When, it, when, when David, when you look at, the, at, at David before he was a king, it talks about how he was a shepherd, how he actually, you know, he wrestled a, a bear and he, and he killed a lion to protect his sheep. And this is the king we're talking about, a shepherd king, a king who knows our weaknesses. Why, why does he talk about us as sheep? I think because he knows our weaknesses. He knows because he walked in our shoes. He knows because he became fully man at the same time as being fully God. He knows what we suffer. He knows the sin that, 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 that just is like a barrage to our hearts every day. He knows the stuff that we have to deal with because he's walked all through it. And he knows the kind of leadership we need. We don't need a set of rules. We don't need a set of kind of like life improving kind of things that you do in order to be a better person. We don't need that. We need a savior. We need a shepherd. We need someone who's just going to look after us because on the inside, <laughs> we're sheep. We need a leader. Your sheep are funny animals. Have you ever seen a sheep without a shepherd? Have you ever seen one without a shepherd? Have you ever seen a sheep that's kind of been stranded and left alone? That sheep doesn't last long. You know, when we're stranded, when we're left alone, with a set of rules and set of things that we're trying to do and all of that, we won't last long. Our lives will pan out and come to an end. But with Christ, He leads us into eternity. And He makes us into the people that he wants us to be. He creates us. He begins to renew us. He begins to, to flow into us and gives us his spirit. And as we follow his ways and as we have relationship with him, this king, where he is the king and where we are his subjects, where he is the shepherd and we are the lamb, where he, is, he, he and the father are, are, are our, you know, we're the sons and daughters of the most high king. He leads us. I don't know how you see God. I don't know how you see this king. But he is a king. Let me read this, out, this another quote from that same book. Our personal demons are why we have fad diets, plastic surgery, meditation centers, temples and therapists. Everyone is looking to change. Everyone is looking for renewal. Everyone is looking to be better so we can feel better. Even our solutions seem ineffective at lifting the despair, at correcting the mess within. But if Jesus' claims are true, if he is more to us than a simple teacher, then there is finally hope for personal renewal. What the Christian story says is this. Jesus not only defeated death, but the power of death. The Christian story rejects self-improvements and says, what is really wrong with you and me is that we are dying inside. 
Sin is a corrosive disease eating away at the human heart. For some, the demise is swift. For others, it's a lifelong descent into hell. We don't just need to fix our hearts, we actually need new hearts. If the story of Jesus' death and resurrection is true, this delivers the promise of new life, both here and in the life to come. The truth says, the old way of life was killed on a cross and buried. And new life emerges. And this is what this King Jesus has done and is doing. He's not another figure. He's not another, if I can say this, if I can just say he's not another Gandhi-like figure or Gandhi-like figure. He's not. Gandhi was amazing. I don't know what your thoughts on Gandhi were. I don't mind. You can have either way, whatever. But let me tell you something. Jesus was a king. Not of this earth. Not of this earth, but way more. He's a creator. He came and walked this world. He did creative ministry. He did creative things. He did creative healings. He spoke things into being because he was and he is the creator. And he's speaking over you and I right now. He's speaking life. He's speaking joy. He's speaking hope. He's speaking into the dark places of your heart and he's saying, let there be light. I said, he's speaking into the dark places of your heart and he's saying, let there be light. Let that darkness be expelled. Let those things that you've struggled with die. And he's calling us into a new life. This shepherd king. Do you want to know who Jesus is? He's a king. He's a king. And he's our king. And we come to him grateful. We come to him in reverence. We come to him as him being our friend, our best friend. We come to him as him being our teacher. We come to him as him being our, our everything that we can put all of our devotion on and we can put all of our aspirations on. We come to him as one that we can put all of our emotions on him. Sometimes we come before God and we can cry or we can, we can just worship. But we've got to remember this one thing. He has the ultimate authority. He holds it in his hand. He has the ultimate authority over your life. You, we, we, we think that we've got the ultimate authority over our lives. We don't. Jesus does. Jesus does. What he's spoken over you will come to pass as you follow. As you let him lead you. As you let him teach you as you let him show you and sometimes that means that he brings us into places where we don't want to be you know a sheep is like it's hungry you know you see a little sheep and he's hungry and he can see this one little plant you think oh, i'm hungry i'm going to eat that plant but the shepherd knows it's poison the shepherd knows he's going to kill him and that sheep is like no i'm going to do it and he keeps on going over it 
a shepherd gets his crook out and he whack that sheep. So he stays away from that thing. And sometimes God, Jesus, our leader, gives us one tight and whack. Oh, but God shouldn't hurt me. It's not that he's hurting you, but that direction you're going in, that you keep going in, is going to hurt you way more than his little... Because he's our king, he's our leader. I, I, I'll finish with this, this great story out of the C.S. Lewis book. Um, I forget which one it was. But I've been reading it to Elijah, my boy, and uh, it's just been so cool. But there's this one story of... Look, there's these characters in the story, right? And they're, they're running towards a gate. And they've got to get to the gate because there's a huge army that's chasing them. A massive big army that's chasing them. They've got to get to the gate. And one of the characters in the story is, is called Lucy and she's lagging behind. She, not, she's on a horse and she just couldn't, she couldn't quite get there. And she was going to not make it. But this lion appears and chases her. And she gets really scared because this lion's chasing her. And he comes out and gashes her on the back. She gets cut on the back. But she makes it in to the gates. And is safe within and the army doesn't get her. And in the end of the story, if you know the story of the, the Narnia Chronicles, the lion is always Aslan. But at this point, or Aslan, who represents Christ or God, And Aslan in the end says to Lucy, when she was recounting it back to him and saying, I, I, this lion came out of nowhere and, and chased me. And Aslan says, that, that, that was me. Because you weren't going to make it through that gate. You weren't going to make it. So I came and chased you. And for some of us, this king this God whom we want him to be this and he is, you know we want him to be this cuddly sort of figure that we can just approach and that we can just sort of control and if it's a lion, it's a nice furry lion that we can just sort of stroke it you know, oh God you know <laughs> let me tell you something about God he is completely unsafe and scary. But his love is fierce. And his plan and his kingdom is ruled. And uh, oh, I wanted to show you this. Isaiah 9, chapter 6. Let's finish on this scripture. This is one of the, the big Christmas scriptures. It's okay. It's okay. Leave it there. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. <clears throat> and the government will be on his shoulders. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's who this God is. That's who this Jesus is. That's who we're dealing with when we begin to talk about Jesus. That's what this church is. That's why we arrange ourselves and that's why we serve. That's why we do what we do because this King came and did everything He could for us to be redeemed. And He's doing everything He can in order for your world to get closer and closer into His kingdom, for your world to change, for the things in you, for the dark places, for light to come. And it's going to take our life. It's going to take our entire life for God's work to outwork in us. But you know what? We finish the race one day. We step into His kingdom, complete, whole. And we unite with our Father and we step into the actual reason why we were made. The actual reason we were made was to, com- it was to commune with the King. Because we're a part of His family. Why don't we stand? C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.